Welcome to the Megavision Show, episode 106. My name is Chris Powell, and I'm the editor of Megavisions. This week, we're joined by my buddy, Marcin Gulick. How's it going, Marcin? Hey, how's it going, everybody? And I'd like to introduce our news editor, Sam Franzman. How's it going, Sam? Oh, it is It is going good. Been busy, busy, busy. Busy, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Sam, I want to just introduce you uh, to the audience. Uh, you've been our news editor for a few months now, but you've been with Megavisions for a while. I'm not sure. Have you ever been on the Megavision show before? No, this is my first time actually being on the podcast. Usually uh, I'm hiding behind the keyboard, just uh, typing away. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you're going to now be one of our recurring co-hosts. So uh, I'd like to kind of get to, you know, share a little bit more about you um, with the audience. So kind of talk a little bit about some of the stuff you're into. I I know that you just wrapped up a, a really busy season for you, right? Yeah, so I act at the Factory of Terror Haunted House in Canton, Ohio. And so haunt season, just it's always crazy. And this season's been even more uh, wild. I think we might have had even more uh, customers coming through than ever before. But the last night on Saturday, they let me roam the entire show. So I, if I would scare one group of customers and I found like someone in that group that was like really terrified, I would then go through every single room and I made it my mission to scare the same person as many <laughs> times as humanly possible. So that was, that was a blast. So yeah, that's, haunt season was wild. That's really cool. Um, yeah, we got, we, we were able to go to a, a haunted house. Uh, one of them, uh, this year, they actually had one on the air force base. It was pretty cool. Um, they actually did a really good job on it. Um, but you're, you're really into like horror stuff too, not just like haunted, uh, you know, houses and stuff. Did, did your interest like go beyond that? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And you'll notice if you follow my writing here at Mega Visions, I do a lot of stuff on uh, survival horror. I know me and Alicia, we have to like fight neck and neck for who gets to <laughs> cover the next survival horror game. Right. But yeah. then I also write and direct movies, um, and I do a lot of horror movies. So I just did a short film earlier this year, a short horror film called Hang In There. So and oh, uh, that awesome. one's yep. Yeah, it was it was it was really cool. Uh, waiting to see if it goes into any film festivals. I'm probably won't have it be public until next year though, just because festivals are funny about that. They want it to be, uh, um, they want it to be exclusive. Right, right. No, that that makes sense. I w- I would love to see that once it once it does go public though. Um, but that's awesome, man. I I have such a love of horror myself so it's going to be great having you on and and you know we'll probably end up talking maybe just as much about horror stuff as we will video games you know um so i'm I'm excited about having you on sam so this will be fun for sure oh definitely and especially with the callisto protocol coming out next month uh, i've been following that that's it's looks so amazing and i've been playing all the dead space games to which I, i'll talk about more of that later but yeah yeah i'd love to hear more about uh those dead space games for sure um alicia are you here uh, i see you're in the chat room did, did you make it in i made it all right okay great so yes also 
one of our recurring and regular co-hosts is Alicia uh, Graves, our reviews editor. So I'd like to introduce you to everyone. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you have been on the Megavision show, uh, I think once before, Alicia, and I, I thought it was, you did such a great job on, on the show. I knew you would, you would be a fantastic you know, co-host for the Megavision show, so I'm, I'm very excited to have you on uh, on the show. That was a really great uh, episode. I remember that. That was the, the one where we got to talk about Glutton, I think. So. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. that was such a fantastic story. Um, which will have much more uh, on on Glutton in this next issue of Megavision. So um, that'll be very exciting. Um, but I, I would like just to quickly introduce you to the, the audience, Alicia. Um, we just got done uh, hearing about Sam, some of Sam's interests and stuff like that. But can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, more about yourself and maybe some of your, your gaming interests and how that kind of works out? <laughs> um, well... If you've ever been to one of my streams, because I'm part of the stream team, you will know that it's never a Raven's stream without there being some sort of catastrophe when it comes to technology. And so that's, you know, par for the course. <laughs> um, I am a, a mom. Uh, I have uh, an 18-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. And um, my three-year-old is, is the equivalent of five. Uh, children all at once. So <laughs> he keeps me extraordinarily busy. Um, uh, he likes to uh, climb on everything and then try to burn the house down. So um, <laughs> so a lot of my energy goes towards uh, keeping track of him. But when I do have a free second or two, um, we are a gaming family and um, we have always been a gaming family. And so we uh, have a variety around here. I, like Sam was saying, I will fight him tooth and nail for the next horror game. Um, <laughs> uh, horror is actually a, a newer fascination for me. I grew up playing, you know, uh, Super Mario Brothers and um, the Atari. Uh, I had a friend that had an Atari, so that was actually my first introduction into um, games. Um, from what I understand, also, my dad used to take us to our uh, to the local arcade on Sunday afternoons for a couple of hours when I was like, you know, just teeny tiny. So, um, so yeah, gaming's kind of been in my blood for, for as long as I can remember. So, um, and I've just kind of kept that around for the, for the rest of my family, for my kids and stuff. So that they get that opportunity to experience games in all of its different forms. There's so many that are artistic and there's so many that are that are challenging when it comes to your coordination and and um, and educational. I mean, I've ran into a lot of indie games that are will surprise you when it comes to how they handle different things that we encounter in life. Um, I finished a game. I played it partly on stream, and then I, I had to finish it privately. That dealt with explaining children to children the loss of a loved one, and it did it in a very beautiful and compelling way that resonated even with me someone who's you know older and um so for me i i love being able to play anything i mean you throw something at me and i i will try it um i love platformers and i suck at them um <laughs> like hands down i am terrible 
Um, but it doesn't mean I won't try it at least once. So, um, so yeah, there's not really any games that I can think of that, that you know, that I, I would say that I don't enjoy playing. I, I used to love playing Call of Duty. Um, I love playing Sims. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, all sorts of things. That that's part of what makes what we do here so much fun is that we are bringing in a wide variety of different styles of games, different developing companies, different art styles, different play styles. And, and it's really cool to see that variety, you know, becoming something um, more mainstream that everyone can enjoy. So yeah, that's for me. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been awesome, uh, you know, having you on staff. I think, I think you've actually been with Megavisions for over a year now, though, right? Like it's been a minute. Yeah, I came in uh, July last year was when I started. Wow, so really and I was just a you know little writer writing my little nose stories. So. Time for that. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell it's you, it's crazy. So no, it's 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 been awesome. So yeah, if if you've uh, listeners, if you've been uh, you know on the website reading our content, you've you've definitely uh, read some of Alicia's content by now. She's done a lot of reviews, uh, coverage, and just a lot of coverage on on all sorts of great indie games and and other awesome stuff. So definitely. Keep an eye out uh, for her over on the website because she continues to write and review great stuff. So, so yeah. Um, with that, let's jump into kind of our intro sesh. So, so Marson, why don't you talk to us about that? What have you been up to lately, buddy? I mean, like if if we want a recap uh, of everything sure. that I've done since our last podcast, uh, this would it might be have been like shit the Shinmu time frame like <laughs> when the Shinmu 3 came out like when you last saw the podcast so well so the Shenmue podcast we did the Shenmue anime we did that oh, that's right yeah in, we did. in February and then we did a couple of shows after after that so let's say around since the summer I feel like there's been a lot um I moved into a new house um back in May we're in the middle right. of remodeling our kitchen right now still um, waiting on the invite by the way what for for what the the house or a wedding? yeah so to come visit <laughs> oh <laughs> all the above how about that but first i i want the the, the 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 visit invitation i've been waiting on that okay all right well then uh, i will set something up um and, and find no we agreed an we agreed too. we agreed next year i think when we were talking about it yeah but uh, i feel like we have to plan it around some kind of event or something I probably like. yeah we'll, we'll figure um it out. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's been stuff like that. Every, everyone around my age apparently has been getting married. So I've been to, like, multiple weddings around the Midwest. Um, and I'm tired of road trips because I feel like I've been doing one, like, every other week. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, and right now, obviously, we're getting to the holidays. And my birthday's on uh, Sunday. So, you know, like keeping busy, keeping busy. I'll, I'll say that, um, in terms of, you know, what I've been watching or playing, uh, I'm finishing up judgment. So like, as we speak, I was, I thought I was going to finish judgment last night, oh, but it was like one thirty AM and, and they did, they do warn you, uh, when you reach that part, they're like, this is a really long and intense chapter. So if you're about to go to sleep, they, they literally say that, like, you should probably save and just turn it off. And I'm like, That's yeah, awesome. That. <laughs> And I kept going and then my eyes were getting heavy and I was like, oh, well, I don't yeah. want to like, like miss or not experience it fully. You know what I mean? Like for that ending and just should have so listened. I should have listened, but it's on pause. So like when we're <laughs> done with this, I'm going to go finish it. Okay. Um, and then funny. 
I've been doing Two Point Campus, uh, and I love that game. Uh, if you guys haven't seen my review on Mega Visions, I speak highly of it, and they're doing awesome stuff. Um, they're doing similar stuff to what they did with uh, Two Point Hospital with like their seasonal stuff. So they did like Halloween themed stuff um, on on Two Point Campus, which is fun. Now, playing, yeah. can you tell me like what makes what's the big difference between this one and and, and the last? Uh... The two point hospital like what so the style so the style is similar so like the way it's structured and and uh the game mechanics are similar i think the biggest differences is obviously you're doing it in a university versus a hospital um and instead of patients you're focusing on the experiences of the students and how uh they uh and you also follow them through the four-year you know the four-year university life so it's not like you have a patient, he has bloated head, you, he goes into the hospital, he gets treated and he leaves. A lot of them are going from like year one through year four. And at the end of every year, it shows you how many people have passed, how many people have dropped out. Um, and you also, you, you can do activities for the, for students in the campus and, and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like for Halloween related stuff, you know, it's like they change the music, they add like other things, you know, like to make it feel like it's Halloween season. So like, I really appreciate that kind of just little, little touches like that. Um, But definitely, I think the biggest difference is that and also decorating the actual campus because you're restricted to the building in Two Point Hospital within itself. But you can also design the exterior, you can change it around and you make it look like Hogwarts. One level actually is basically Hogwarts. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Okay, that and, makes me happy. But it's, that one's like hard as hell because, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll explain that later because I don't want to like – you can go down a rabbit hole okay. uh, with that game. Um, that sounds fun though. But beyond that, WWE 2K22 I've been playing. I got that back when it came out in like March. Um, and then I revisited Yu-Gi-Oh card games because uh, that was like a thing in my okay. – childhood that was pretty big for a little while and then i revisited it and then uh my partner doesn't played with me and then he just he lost so he he doesn't want to play with me it's like he only enjoys it if he wins so okay sore sore loser right there and there's a lot of there's a lot of text on the cards so he doesn't want to like if he's playing a card and I feel like he's not playing it correctly, I'm like, let me read this for a second. And I'm like spending like 20 minutes trying to be like, all right, well, technically you're supposed to like put this in defense mode and you only summon, (laughs) you know, so it wasn't enjoyable, I guess. So yes, that's Hmm. basically what I've been up to, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, trying to get, you know, introduce someone to a card game, you know, like that, something that's more, you know, um, you know, it's not blackjack. It's not poker. It's like right, oh, yeah, magic or Yu-Gi-Oh. Like there's a whole like I mean, it's more that it's like you have to understand the, the monsters mm. and and the mechanics of what a trap card is or a spell card and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I will say, I think um, yeah. Magic they've they've done a really good job with that because uh, if if you go to different shows and stuff, they'll give you these like little like thirty pack intro card like decks for free. And it's just really sense. basic stuff. It, you know, it's just really kind of teach you the, the basic mechanics of the gameplay, you know, and you get a couple cool cards. Um, and it's a great that I use that to, to show my, you know, um, Odin and Christopher how to play Magic. And they got really into it. And then I eventually was able to go and like buy them a starter deck. And so maybe 
I don't know if you if you guys went that route, like getting starter decks and, and things like that. Maybe that could be a better. We did. Oh yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I took out like my old cards yeah. too, and I try to like build a deck out of mm-hmm. it, but it it was kind of like uh, very. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Wasn't. It, there wasn't enough cards to make it like a proper deck that that actually flowed really well. So uh, I went out and got some structure decks. And then at any time, if we go to like do a target trip or whatever, they have a section with like Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh cards, and I'll like get a booster pack, <laughs> right? And, and get it, and then see if there's anything cool add to my deck or create a separate one. So. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know if if if, if Yu Gi Oh if they cycle the the you know different um, sets as much as as Magic does, but it's just to the point where you know for me as like someone who is super super casual now at this point in my life, but it's it's so crazy how quickly everything cycles through. Like it is off putting for me because like I don't even want to go and like buy a couple Sardic. Or, you know, or, or boosters because I have no idea like what crazy mechanics are going to be in here and how they'd even fit in with some of my other stuff. So, but I feel um, like Magic is at least still not as crazy as Yu Gi Oh because I feel like it, since I stopped playing, there are at least five or six like major game mechanics that were introduced into the game. It was like Link monsters and Pendulum. You have to understand like how those function because a lot of the cards that you get in booster packs have that kind of functionality and yeah it's it's a lot there was a lot and i actually do youtube videos and all that kind of stuff it's like if i could do like a crazy board game that has like (laughs) you know that takes like three hours to learn like game of thrones where i got it for christmas and it was during the pandemic and we're like let's try and play the game of thrones board game and then you open the box and you see all the pieces you you read the instruction (laughs) book that's like the size of the bible And then I'm like, well, shit, I don't think like the people who normally just play Monopoly are going to want to like sit here and figure out Game of Thrones. So it's gathering dust. (laughs) You know what? I bet I bet and I have never even like thought of this before, but I bet there's an awesome community on YouTube where it's like this is we could show you how to play this game in 10 minutes. And so I would just Google that. I I wish. Or you can do what we do is like, yeah, we have, we have some good friends of ours that are like super nerds on board games. And so they are always getting the newest games and we just go over and hang out and they tell us how to play it. And we we just go over there. And so we never have to go through actually like reading the instruction books because we would never do it either. So anyway, good, good to, good to hear about all that stuff. Marcin, it's good to to have you back on the show for sure. Um, Sam, let's, let's uh, get back to you, bud. Uh, what have you been up to and what you've been uh, watching and playing? All right. So I'm not going to be redundant and go into haunt season again. Um, <laughs> but something else that I've been doing a lot of is uh, some video work uh, for different clients. And I just uh, y- just yesterday, one of my actor friends um, who I met on a film set in, uh, in Cleveland, uh, earlier this year, I finished up a demo reel for him. And then today I was over uh, talking to some paranormal investigators that I shoot videos for. And I got them uh, the last one that we shot, uh, which was an investigation at this one uh, location in East uh, Sparta, Ohio, which is kind of like a small town uh, close to Canton. Mm. And then 
we're going to be doing another one coming up here soon in uh, Dalton at this old farmhouse. And he believes that the place had been, uh, original place might have been burned down a long time ago and they built a new house uh, because some of the mediums that they've brought on site already have picked up on a fire at some point. And so that he's working through talking to the historical society. So that'll be interesting. And I'm upgrading my sound gear, um, getting some new microphones. They should be coming in tomorrow, which will be a huge plus in terms of getting some better sound quality on that. And then, um, I mean, my day job for those who don't know is substitute teaching. So I've been keeping myself, uh, pretty busy with, that and then balancing the video work doing stuff here uh for mega vision so yeah haunt season coming to an end i have weekends again and that'll help uh balance some stuff out actually i'm supposed to be starting some videos i'm going to be editing for uh antichrist coming up here soon he's supposed to be getting me some stuff i'm going to be doing some of his youtube videos as well oh cool what kind Um, of substitute teaching or what classes do you do do you do high school elementary school Yeah, I just do high school um, and uh, just about any subject. The only subject that I really don't want to touch is uh, phys ed. I don't want to do gym class. Um, Never. That's never been my thing. Come on, nerds. It's dodgeball time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. Um, (laughs) I, I, I feel a little bit intimidated trying to keep a class under control that's supposed to be running around. I mean, it's yeah. easy to say get in your seat, but you can't really do that. So, um, but it's nice when I'm English and history were always my best subjects. Uh, so whenever I'm substituting for those classes, I'm really able to get involved with the students and help them out on their assignments. And to me, that's that's huge. That's that's really awesome, and I love getting to do that. Uh, math and science, not so much. It's more of you know i'll I'll give them their assignment and do attendance Uh, i'm not able to get as involved but it's been it's been a pretty uh cool experience um teaching isn't necessarily what i thought i was going to get into but it's definitely a path that i'm considering and working as a substitute i mean you're not grading you're not doing lesson plans it's pretty flexible and it's nice for where i'm at right now and also in terms of looking at something else down the line uh which has been pretty cool man you really sold that maybe i should have went sub went the subbing route instead that sounds awesome yeah it's it's really not bad plans it's great yeah no it's it's really not bad at all so um now in terms of what i've been watching and playing so uh games wise i said i've been really getting uh through dead space um with the Callisto protocol coming out, I want to have three retro reviews. So I'm really pushing my way through it. And uh, something that some people don't know about me is as much as I love video games, I also suck at them. So it has been, (laughs) I, I spent a half hour 
before the before I got on here, I was playing Dead Space, and I spent a half hour just trying to get past one. Of, you know, the giant tentacle arms that come out, grab you, and they start pulling you, and you have to like try to shoot the yellow glowing orb thing. You have to yeah. shoot that before it sucks you into the vent and kills you. And I spent a half hour just on that one part, like this little small thirty second part of the game took me like a half hour. So it's been it's been wild getting through that. So I've also yeah. been doing some yeah it's a hey, but you know I, I love it and it's the thing is i love horror stuff and especially video games i've said it I, I have like a whole lecture that i'm not going to get into right now about why horror games are the scariest experience that you can have outside of an actual life and death situation um in short it's like horror movies okay yeah but you're not really involved the characters are going to do what they're going to do you know you're right, yeah. you're not making the decisions or you're going through a haunted house okay yeah you're involved in the you know the haunted experience but at the same time you know no one's going to really come out and attack you or hurt you but in a game you get lost into that world you are the character and you know that that zombie or that alien monster or whatever the you know the enemy is for that game Oh, it is out for blood. And if you let your guard down, <laughs> you better hope that you saved recently because <laughs> you're going to be going back and you're going to be doing that quite a bit. So I, that's why I love horror games because it actually, I don't get scared easily. So if I can sit there and actually get scared, I mean, that's what I want. I want to get scared. So I seek that thrill and I only really get it from games. I will say I I I agree. Like I don't get very scared from movies these days, um, but there are some video games that still really scare the hell out of me, and just I play them and I'll just have to put them down because I just get way too like anxious and I'm just start freaking out. Uh, so yeah, man, oh, I, I do yeah. love that about video games. And Dead Space was one of those that uh, I remember playing with <laughs> Elliot, uh, my oldest son. He's like almost 21 now. But we were playing that when he was like way too young to be watching me play that game. And it just there were so many jump scares and moments where we just freaked out both of us. And we were both it was funny. We were talking just not too long ago about this re-release coming out and, uh, you know, us playing it again and stuff. So that's great. No. Um, and yeah, I absolutely I'm there with you on those horror games for sure. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 7 really got me. Um, and Outlast really, really got me. Those two. I was going to oh. say Outlast is a big one. PT, that's why I got so pissed off when they canceled that whole project because that was one of those games where I was just completely like, like I, I was scared too. And I think it's just that psychological horror and the approach of like mm -hmm. being in the same room and then you keep revisiting it and then just small things keep changing um, in there. But you also have like this, you don't, you don't know exactly where you are. You know, you're learning a little bit about like what this whole room and area is as you keep exploring it. And then you have this ghost, you know, that like shows up and it's not like a jump scare. Like if you look up in the staircase, you can see like the ghost and then it just slowly like fades out. Like, and, and then if you hear her coming, like she's like right behind you, like you can feel it like th that kind of stuff. I absolutely agree with mm -hmm. you in terms of like horror. If you put games and in, in movies, um, and uh, I forgot the other one. But if you rank them, I think I would put games at the top in terms of the scariest stuff. Oh, Haunted Houses. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So, I mean, breaking away from the horror stuff, I've also, there's a lot of back catalog games that I've owned for a while and just never got around to, or like I played like, oh, I'll play like a couple hours of it, put it down, pick up another game and start playing it. So that's where uh, I've been kind of getting into uh, going back into Assassin's Creed 4 um, because, you know, it was one of those games I loved it and I was like having such a blast. It's like, it, it it's cool because, you know, I mean, I know Sea of Thieves is another pirate game, but like Assassin's Creed 4, I, I really love um, the way that they you know incorporated uh the pirates into that one and so getting back into that um and i've made it way farther into it than i did the last time I, it was like i said one of those games i pick up play for like maybe two three hours put down and then now i'm on another game and it's like well i have a whole back catalog and then two wwe 2k22 like marson i've been playing that i have a universe mode though that i've like developed and i have this whole attitude era universe mode Whoa. so i go into the create uh um, community creations get anyone who's not already in the game and pull them in um download all the arenas I, I have everything set up right now like you know 1998 wwf and it's awesome you know it might be a modern wrestling game but i I, I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and because you're able to do that, I'm always going to do that. That's my thing. I love that. I think the the thing that I did with with those games that I I wish came back, and I don't know where they are, but I used to be in like these clans. Uh, you, you'd see them like in Call of Duty, and you you see some like in. Uh, when you had the SmackDown versus Raw games, like there were like just people in like groups um, that they would like tag together and they would like just beat the crap out of folks who ever like tags with them. And we ended up, me and my brother ended up joining one of these um, WWE groups back in like high school. Um, and, I mean, it was like it was like a forum basically. Like they had like boards where you were like essentially you pick a wrestler or a character. It could be like your own create character. And you uh, do like this role playing thing. You basically just have a show on this forum and your each post is its own like individual, like like you get to choose basically what direction it goes as long as you're not going crazy like, um, oh, and then you just beat the crap out of the t these next 10 guys and you became the world heavyweight champion. You know, like there's some there's some limits to what you can do, but that that was like some of the most fun times was doing that stuff and then being going on like Smackdown versus Raw. And fighting for the title, like I got, I got pissed and stuff with that too. And just very, very, it was very fun. I'll say that. Oh yeah, going going into that in terms of uh, online, I'm excited for. I don't know how much you guys have been following AEW Fight Forever. I've been following it. Yeah, I've been I've been on it from like the beginning, and the way that they're going to, I'm I'm interested to see the way they're going to do the tag teams. Um. For online play, they're talking about uh, using more cooperative control, and they've been kind of vague on exactly what that means, but I think they're talking about uh, using combos, like you and your partner are actually going to have to like use different combos together, uh, doing different moves in a certain sequence, and really make tag team matches online feel more like actually working together and not just oh it's your turn oh no now it's your turn mm -hmm. and i think that's gonna really shake things up in terms of wrestling games 
Um, and I'm really stoked to see what they do for that. That sounds, that sounds really cool as far as, you know, actually getting a team together, you know, you and a friend doing tag team matches online and having to, uh, coordinate the way you're going to, you know, do your sequence of moves in order to win. It adds a lot more strategy than what there probably has, what there really has been in wrestling games. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been uh, watching anything else that you want to discuss or, uh, I'll touch briefly. I've been going on for a little bit. Um, I also, uh, I've been watching the supernatural, uh, series. I waited till it was all the way done. I mean, it's 15 seasons long and (laughs) each season has like many times to get into this. So, it's it's so good. It is a really good show. Once you once you start to it takes a little bit to get into because it is very it can be very formulaic and it has some like, you know, standard CW tro- tropes that are pretty common at this point, but when you get to know Sam and Dean and you get to grow attached to them as characters and you go on this journey with them, and see just all the hardship that they have to face and how they overcome that. And yeah, they, they're going to die multiple times and then get brought back to life. And there's a bunch of ridiculous crap in the show, but you know what? You get to a point where you accept it because you know, the actors, uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki played those characters so well. And you really start to, you, you start to feel like, you know, them. And that's right. what I th- that's where I think the show gets its strength is I think when you really get to know the characters and you really start to grow an attachment to them, that's when it becomes strong. Like even when when Castiel, when he gets to be more more of a main character and they pull him away from like the little small support role and he becomes like one of the main characters, you start to really grow attached to him as well. And then I watch a lot of old mob movies, too. So I was watching Donnie Brasco the other day. Um amazing movie if you've ne- if you're a fan of mafia movies if you're a fan of any kind of gangster movie 1997 donnie brasco stars al pacino and johnny depp and it is one of the best mafia movies i've ever seen i'll go as far as to say i think it's better than goodfellas whoa i really Strong do word. i think it's underrated okay. I'm, I, you can see that one. I haven't seen it either, and now I feel like I I should have seen it a long time ago. It's underrated, um, and I'm a Scorsese fan, so to say that this movie's better than Goodfellas, if it's coming from me, it's. I, I mean, you can be the judge of it if you want to go watch it, but I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's got, uh, my opinion, it's got a really kind of sad ending. Kind of leaves like a bitter taste in your mouth, but I don't want to spoil it. But it's really good. Oh, cool. Oh, I was I, I I forgot momentarily, but as you were talking about supernatural, and then you you know it's you you were talking about the CW stuff too. I recently came across. Um, I started, you know, getting a little back into um, Smallville, and I just recently found out that um, they have a podcast, um, a Smallville podcast with uh, uh, was it Tom Welling and who's who's the uh, actor for for um oh, the love man. interest what's that no 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 the, the other interest, guy or... what's his name uh luther lex luther's uh 
Oh crap! I know. I just looked it up. Don't worry, Michael Rosenbaum. There you go. Thank you. I would (laughs) never have remembered. Um, But anyway, it's it's really good, and they're both very very funny. Michael Rosenbaum is an awesome host. He's he's really just he's great. Um, But they have and they bring on like other characters and and actors and stuff uh, from from you know episodes and stuff like that. So it's really cool. So, um, but yeah, I know uh, Supernatural has a huge fan base. way bigger probably than Smallville at this point so um cool. oh yeah i know someone that was super obsessed but i'll leave it at that right, <laughs> i could be right. for another episode <laughs> awesome um alicia what have you been watching plan um hmm what have i been up to <laughs> what have uh, you what have I been up to, right? Uh, well, right now, I, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I've been working on the indie game showcase that we're doing right now um, for our stream on Twitch. And uh, that's been taking up a bit of my time. So uh, a lot of that is behind the scenes work, getting interviews with developers, getting them to come into our chats while we're playing the games, um, you know, and getting keys for everyone so that they can play the games, that kind of stuff. So uh, sometimes that means I'm up at like three o'clock in the morning talking to someone in Germany. Just kind of depends on what's going on at what time. (laughs) So, um, and like I said, I'm a mom. So a lot of my time is taken up by by doing that. We are uh, remodeling, interior remodeling. We're not actually tearing anything out or, or anything like that, but we're getting rid of a whole bunch of old stuff that, I've had for like 20 years that is breaking down and needs to be replaced. And I will finally officially have an office slash game room. So um, I'm pretty excited to have a desk to be able to set my stuff on. Um, uh, So that's kind of important, especially with streaming and stuff like that. I want to have something that's uh, because when I stream now, I just hook it up to our big TV and set it on a card table with our broken chair and that's how I stream. And so it's like, it'll be nice to have something that's that's more comfortable and um, more reliable and, and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about getting all of that done. So, um, but a lot of it's just, you know, normal family stuff. Um, my little one, he has a big appointment coming up next week, which we're going to be super exhausted because we have to be at the doctor's by 745 and the doctor is an hour and a half away. So, um, that's going to be fun, but it's necessary. Uh, he has, it's possible he is autistic. And so this will be the team meeting to, uh, do a bunch of different tests to kind of figure out where we're at with all of that. So, um, it's something we've been trying to get him into for about 18 months. So, um, so it's it's nerve wracking, but exciting to finally, hopefully, have some sort of answers and direction and stuff of being able to help him more in his day to day stuff. So, yeah. So yeah, sure. that's kind of what you know. And then all the stuff with Mega Visions obviously keeps me very busy. So, <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> you guys keep me running in circles. I swear. No. <laughs> yeah, we like to keep you busy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and on that note. Uh, as far as what I've been playing, I've been playing The Chance or attempting to. So that game came out last week and it's as broken as broken can possibly be uh, <laughs> to the point where it's literally missing um, like dialogue uh, selections. 
which are super important to the game itself. Depending on what you pick when you're talking to someone could determine the outcome of that person and whether or not they become possessed or die or survive or any of that stuff. And that option is gone in my game. So <laughs> it's uh, it's been a bit frustrating. <laughs> it's a horror game that is literally a horror to play. Um, I'll put it that way. It's like, come on, guys. Uh, which is really disappointing because I was really looking forward to this game. Uh, I, I thought that the idea of trying to balance the mental, spiritual, and physicalities of your character and making sure that she doesn't go too far one direction or too far the other um, was a really interesting approach to it and um, unfortunately because of the way that it, the mechanics are it's not optimized for um, it's only optimized for a PlayStation 5 controller that's it and so I have a Xbox X Series X controller so it doesn't work with it so so yeah that's been I've been trying to, to wiggle my way through that. Um, <laughs> it's like, so I'm looking for a game to, to find to fill my happy place instead that I can go over to that I know is going to work right or something like that, you know. So <laughs> it's been, yeah, a little bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then, uh, gosh, I don't know. What else have I been doing? Uh, oh, uh I watched Thor Love and Thunder the other night, and I know I'm behind, um, but I thought, you know, I heard everybody talk about how funny and silly it was and stuff, and so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good with this. And we've also been watching The Resident, which is a, a medical drama on Fox. Um, I really like it because it takes a, a, you know, no BS look at how disastrous the American medical system is. Instead of Grey's Anatomy, where everybody's hooking up in a closet, there's very little of that happening. It's more, you know, these patients can't get medical care because they don't have insurance. I just think it's like... That's uh, my kind of being, show. Yeah, for being fictional. It's, and I looked into the guy who, who wrote the book that it's based upon, and he's actually a very well-known uh, doctor in the medical community. He has... Um, he has several credentials that, that um, connect to John Hopkins. He's a professor at several different places. He's developed um, technology that we use nowadays. I mean, he's, you know, he's very fluent in what they're experiencing in all of this. And unfortunately, uh, during the fifth season, they killed off a main character. And I happened to watch that episode that day. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to finish that episode. I'm going to watch Thor, Love and Thunder, because I need a happy. That was a big mistake. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. if I had to talk about it, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> well, Marvel has always said that, you know, they're not really going to stick with the comics. And I've seen that. Civil War was nothing like the comics at all. I mean, there was hints there that it had something to do with the comics. But as far as what they did with it, it really was, was completely out of left field. And so I thought, well, you know, Love and Thunder, I know how the Mighty Thor came to be. I remember the comics. They're not going to do that. <laughs> I don't know why they decided this was the one time that they were going to follow the comics, but thanks, guys. 
So I feel like the only problem with that was just like the tone when they were like dealing with it. Like I get it's a Marvel movie and Taika Waititi has his uh, tone, I guess. But I just felt like some of the scenes where they implemented it in those scenarios, I was like, yes, but I felt like it needed to be a little heavier. I feel like, I don't know how you feel about that. I felt that I I thought that, you know, if we're going to go this direction, maybe not do it in a Thor movie because Thor's movies have been more lighthearted. I mean, yes, the last part of Ragnarok was an absolute, you know, soul crusher. It definitely was, but we knew it was going to be because we were leading into uh, the, um, we're leading into Infinity Wars. So we knew it was going to, you know, suck, but we're past all that. We're into stuff where we're not dealing. And yes, Gores is a difficult villain to deal with, but they also made him incredibly sympathetic. I'm sorry, I'm a mom. If somebody was to come along and kill my family, well, it would be really hard not to want to go after them, you know? And so he's in some ways justified in his actions, not to the extreme extent that he went, obviously, but I understand his thought process and why he went that direction and so it was like okay so we're already dealing with something that's that's really dark and really heavy anyway we're talking about you know the death of kids the kidnapping of kids the death of kids the death of an entire you know race and then their gods just sitting there and saying yes so um so i get that that's you know that was rough and then to bring in the mighty thor uh storyline it just it just felt like it was a bit too too dark too heavy for um for the thor universe because it does tend to be like the guardians of the galaxy it's a little bit lighthearted. it's something you can enjoy and kind of laugh and enjoy the really cool music and stuff like that i mean i gotta give it to him every time those goats screamed i i couldn't stop laughing because it was so funny they they put it in the best place you know <laughs> but yeah i just it was it was a rough one and so i kind of feel like um now I can't trust that they're not going to stick to the comics. Um, that was kind of my safety net, and that safety net's gone. So, so we'll see what happens in the next, you know, next movies. Uh, I know Black Panther's coming out, and I'm looking forward to seeing that because I'm hoping that Shuri gets to take up the mantle. She was always my favorite. So, so we'll see what uh, what they decide to do with that. I haven't watched it, so I don't know anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to to seeing um, that one as well. Um, I uh, I have a question though about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and it might be a little bit of a spoiler, but we did talk a- about kidnapping the kids. I have a question though, because the the he kidnapped them and then just like placed them on the moon in this like skeleton cage or something. But like, wouldn't those kids just die? Like, there's what. Well, there's nothing that's been established that they could breathe in zero atmosphere. Like Thor can do it because he's a god, but these kids are just random randos, right? Like, why no, would they be alive? I, so he put them in the shadow realm, which is different than the moon, as far oh, as really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, but they're all as guardians. So, or at least they are from some other, you know, world, some other universe. And so I would believe that at that point, they probably have some sort of 
adaptability beyond what regular human kids would. I mean, yeah, if you put regular human kids up there, I bet they'd probably be gasping for, for air. But at the same time, I mean, during that final battle, Thor imbues him with the power of a god. And we saw what it did to to Jane and how difficult it was for a human to have that, even even if she wasn't sick there would still be some sort of an issue with that having that kind of power and the as guardian kids were able to maintain that and so that's why i would i would think that it would be logical that they would be able to survive the shadow realm for a brief amount of time um they weren't up there for very long so that's probably a good thing too i would assume if you left them up there for like you know a couple weeks or a month it would it would have been a very different um, outcome. So we're probably talking that and kids are resilient. I mean, yeah. seriously, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? They probably would have just got loose and just ran rampant. And we'd have a like a Lord of the Flies <laughs> situation on our hands. Oh God! Oh, oh God, thank so. you. <laughs> Um, <gasps> but oh, um, I actually went and saw uh, Black Adam. Has uh, have any of you uh, seen that one yet? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it was. I don't know what my. It was a weird movie. Um, I was I was really looking forward to to it because it's just I've I've waited for The Rock to kind of really enter into the superhero universe, and I felt like this character was really made for him. At least you know from everything that's been building up over the you know the years that there's been so many rumors and everything else, and so it was great to finally like see him portray this character. Um, but again, it's just one of those movies that. It, it felt like to me it was just built like on set and in front of a green screen and just the way uh everyone kind of moved around and and everything and then you know i thought i thought dwayne johnson was was great and he did his rock stuff and he was really good in in what he did and i just think the the supporting cast wasn't very strong um and not to pick on the little kid but he kind of wasn't very good he just he just he did wasn't believable, you know, like they try to make him this kind of sympathetic character, uh, which he was. But I don't know. He just his acting wasn't very good. You know, um, I'll call it what it is. But uh, I did like the way it kind of ended and how it introduced a character again. I won't I won't say it, I guess, because uh, I. I you guys haven't seen it. I don't know if y'all know, but nope. it's all out there in the in the you know the internet internets of who this character is. But I won't say it here. But anyway, um, I was very excited uh, about how that ended and the kind of the possibilities it opens up with this character. Um, and I kind of forgot though that Black Adam is in the Shazam universe and sphere and is is arrival there um, because I wasn't. I didn't read that comic growing up, so I'm not that familiar with the character. Um, so that was kind of interesting to see watching the movie. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense and everything. And um, But I guess they are eventually going to be building up to that with this character, like Black Adam versus Shazam um, in, a, in a few years. So that'll be really exciting to see, I think. So. Um, and then, yeah, I've been playing a little uh, bit of uh, Bayonetta 3. Has anyone anyone jumped into that at all yet 
still trying to. I, I feel guilty anytime I like I get a new game or a new game comes out, and I have this backlog that's like, play me. <laughs> so I've been trying to like finish that before I jump into anything else. So once I finish Judgment and maybe Sonic Frontiers, and then God of War Ragnarok, like that's getting great reviews. I'm like, I have to buy that. Obviously. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like every new Sony release, what ends up happening is it like it makes me have to go back and play the previous game because I I totally skipped that whole generation of Sony games for whatever reason, and so I did it with um, uh, Horizon, and then um, now um, I have to do it with God of War because I didn't play the the the, the remake on on PS4, so got to jump into that. Um, but yeah, Bayonetta three. Uh, it's it's a weird game. It feels so much like you know old school Bayonetta, but it's been so many years since I played the last games that I've just completely forgotten who's who and what is even happening anymore, and like why we're still fighting angels and you know whatever is happening. Um, because I think with each of those games, I played them like right when they came out and beat them, and I never really jumped back into them. Um, after that and so it's just been that long since i've experienced those games and it's it's neat getting back into it I, the, the bayonetta the gameplay when you really start like getting the combo system down and in the flow of combat it's so much fun it's one of the most fun uh combat experiences that i've had in in a game series you know that i can remember and it's great with what you can do um in in bayonetta 3 especially because uh with this one, they allow you to to bring in all your uh, like demons and summon them in battle uh, at will on the fly, and you can even um, map them to like uh, your D pad, and you meet new kind of demonic uh, allies uh, along the way, and you can depending on if you beat them in battle, you can recruit them and stuff, and then you kind of map them to your D pad, and then as you're flowing in combat, like you can bring them in as you uh, get this kind of magic gauge up. Um, and then you can control them for that period of time. Um, now, you, it's really useful, especially like in boss battles. But one thing you have to be careful about is some of the bosses are really strong against those kind of characters and they could kill them really easily. And so if they kind of kill them in battle, they're basically like KO'd for a period of time and, you know, you can't call upon them anymore. So it's kind of a good way to balance that you know system like in because I, I i'm the kind of person i would just spam that all the way through the game if they let me i'd be like oh i found this i can i could just keep spamming this and getting through the game especially the hard parts i'll do that if you let me but sometimes um, i get lazy like they show you a whole list of combos i'm like that shit's too hard like this obviously <laughs> gets the job done so i'm just gonna yeah keep this <laughs> yeah it, i i do the same thing i find my kind of preferred combo system you know or combos and stick with that but they do um also allow you and i don't even remember if you could do this in the old ones anymore but um you unlock new like combos and you can purchase like new um yeah, I, I I remember you could go back into like Rodin's uh or Ronin's uh like bar. Remember, you go in there and hang out and he'd like make you a drink and you could like upgrade and like get new amulets and stuff that would give you more like permanent uh buffs and other things like that. So all that's there. Um it just feels more of the same, which is a good thing, I think. Um I haven't seen what the reviews are. Um I haven't really bothered checking, but from what I gather just online and stuff, it seems like everyone's pretty happy with the release. So, 
All right, and welcome back to the show. And now we are going to jump in to the news of the week. So, Sam, take it away, my man. All right. So this week we got this is a stacked week for game releases. Let's just put it that way. Um, so as of this recording, because I know this isn't live. So as of this recording, today is November 8th. So when I refer to Sonic Frontiers today, um, no, I don't have the incorrect date. Um, I'm referring to the date of recording. So yeah, today Sonic Frontiers uh, released. And I mean, that's huge. Um, what is there to say that hasn't been said already until we get to the, you know, the review and, you know, is the new direction that Sega is taking Sonic? Is that, you know, the push that 3D Sonic needed? Um, or, you know, are there some kinks that still need to get worked out with that? The open zones um, and the way that that's going to work throughout the Star uh, Starfell Islands and um, cyberspace and those levels and some of those, how they kind of go back to classic Sonic. And so it'll be interesting to see how how that really ended up coming out in the end uh, once we have the review. But I'll let Alicia talk more about the review. But yeah, um, so that's out as of today. I got to get that. Uh, that's that's one I'm... I, I've been so uh, like wishy-washy, though, on if I'm going to buy it digitally on the Series S because that's the most like new system I have. I'm not, I don't, I'm not like Alicia running those Series X, you know, uh, you know, consoles over here, but um, I got a so, PS5, so I'm in Oh my God. It's just my controller. <laughs> How do you guys have all those awesome consoles? I can't get any of those. I don't have a console. I have a controller. Because <laughs> it um, works with my computer, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, like I've been trying to figure out like, do I buy it digitally? So that way I can, you know, play it hopefully at like from the best performance standpoint, but uh, or do I buy it on PS4 or the Switch so I can have like the physical version? Um, but I think I'm leaning towards just buying on the Series S at this point. It's so easy now. If I see like sales and things on the Steel PlayStation Book Store, good though. The best I know, buy and the game. I'm like, Steel I just Book hit play and then it just downloads. I know. And I have to so get easy, in my car right? and drive. Oh. I'm being lazy, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I'm probably that's how I'm probably going to go with it. So. Anyway, I'm, I'm very excited. So hopefully next week uh, we'll have some more impressions. We'll have our, our review published. We can talk more about that. Um, and then uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll talk hopefully our own personal experiences with the game. So because I haven't had time to play it yet myself either. Yeah, it will be interesting to see that because uh, I know they're, they're taking they're, uh, they're taking it in a in a different direction. I know there is a whole thing leading up to the release um where sonic team was even saying uh you know stop comparing it to breath of the wild uh legend of zelda it's nothing like that um because i know that when it first released it was like oh is this sonic breath of the wild now Mm -hmm. but yeah um it's just it's a bold new direction because they're adding some open that, that that's why they use open zone because it's not like an open world game but there's some more free areas where you can run around and and there is a little bit of that free roam element, but at the same time there's linear elements, so they're like trying to mix up the best of both worlds. So it'll be interesting. But then, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Um, that's that's a huge AAA release. Um, 
That's God a game of the year contender for sure. You know, right off the bat. Oh there, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Easy. That's a heavy hitter. Easily, and that's that's uh, as of this recording. It that's November 9th, which would be tomorrow uh, as of the day we're recording this. Um, so that it's, I mean, if it's anything it's like Sonic, the in that Sonic Tuesday, though, right? They, they they didn't miss that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a, that's going to be a good one in terms of going back through, uh, some more Norse mythology. The big thing with that one, now you're going to be able to go through, you know, all of the, all the nine realms. Um, so that's going to be, it's going to be a bigger world that you have to travel through too. Um, then, I mean, we have looking at something else. I mean, we have Atari 50, the anniversary celebration is also I'm coming so out. I'm excited about this game because this is from our friends over at Digital Eclipse. And they do some awesome content. And I've been following uh, Stephen Frost. And, uh, man, there's so many great people that are part of this, like Christopher Dershmitt, um and, but they they've been tweeting and sharing so much cool stuff about like how much extra content and other stuff like that they have in this game. I'm really excited to see you know what this this game is all about. It looks cool. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm gonna end up having to pick up at some point. Um, I didn't necessarily grow up on the Atari, but I, the way I got into gaming is weird. I got into gaming through the plug and plays, and I played a lot of Atari classics through that, and then I ended up getting a console did a whole retrospective just on how iconic the controller is and how synonymous it is with early gaming. Just the, you know, the Atari 2600, the the joystick and button. And so the, the games are so influential. I mean, you have over, over 90 games. You got um, different uh, commentaries and, and just all, all the extra stuff that comes with it. If you're any kind of a history buff, um, especially for gaming. I mean, this, this is for you and, and just really anyone it's really for anyone because it's one of those things where, uh, every video game that you can think of today, you can trace it back to this era of gaming because everything evolves from one thing to another. And all these games are so influential in terms of they inspire, they inspire the games that inspire the games that we play today. And so that's, it's always awesome to look back at history like that. Um, and, and, and like, so we also have tactics ogre reborn coming out. Oh my God. That's this week too. Oh, like when I said oh this week God. is what stacked, I mean it. That's not <laughs> enough hours in the day. And I, I am <laughs> such an old school. Like I, I played, I rented tactics ogre from my local, uh, you know, video rental store growing up and we fell in love with that game. I, I love that series, but um, I think there was, a, there was, I played one, a one maybe on the PSP or something. I can't remember when uh, there was another like handheld release. I think mm-hmm. it was at yeah. some point I played that one a little bit, but it's been years since I played any of those games. So I'm really looking forward about, you know, to jump into this, but I have no idea when I'm going to have time to play this one. God. Well, and this one's actually is a modern update of the uh, the PSP port. So the PSP port. So all right, I'm trying to remember the what the um, the original one. I I don't know if it was called ta- was it was it called Tactics Ogre? Or was it, it might have been called something else? But then they did a PSP port that was Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. Okay. Um, and that port now they've modernized that. 
and this is going to have higher resolution graphics. It's still going to keep the 2D pixel art, but it's going to be higher resolution. Then it's got a uh, completely revamped user interface, um, better controls, um, new sound. So, and there's going to be voice acting in this one. There wasn't voice acting before. Now we're going to have voice acting. So it's really set out to be the definitive version of Tactics Ogre is what this is. This one, um, what Square Enix is saying, this one will be the, the definitive version. So if you played the, uh, the older versions of it, this one's just going to be building off of that and adding in so many more quality of life improvements to make tactics over reborn the best way to experience tactics over so that'll be exciting especially like if you're a fan of strategy role-playing games in general like that's definitely one to pick up if you're into that genre is this um, what what systems is this coming out on um so tactics ogre reborn is going to be on uh both playstation 4 and 5 it's also going to be on nintendo switch and it's going to be on pc so unfortunate that's unfortunate for xbox players but um, so anything other than Xbox, it's going to be on basically. Oh. <clears throat> Can't get everything Xbox players. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it might eventually make its way over to Xbox in the future. I don't know. As of now, though, uh, it's PlayStation 4, 5, uh, Nintendo Switch and PC. And so then. Me, so me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Switch could get it, too. So you right. could be you could be chanting for <laughs> Nintendo at this point too, but um, other <laughs> oh yeah, well you gotta be <laughs> Team Sega. So right. <laughs> um, other than that, um, the other big releases are not necessarily new releases, and then the game is in itself is new, but people on different consoles will get the chance to play it. So one instance now is Return to Monkey Island. It already it already hit Switch and PC earlier this year, but now this week if you have a playstation 5 or an xbox series x or s you can get return to monkey island um so that's going to be big for for those of you that are listening and you you know have playstation and 5 or xbox series x you know now you can get into return to monkey island and then oddworld soul storm uh, that one is now going to be on Nintendo Switch. So it launched last year for PlayStation 4, 5, um, and both Xbox One, Series X, and PC. So it had ev- it launched on everything except for Switch. So if you're a Nintendo Switch player, you could not play Oddworld Soulstorm. But this week, you're going to be able to if you only have a Switch. So that'll be cool for uh, Switch players. Is that is that Lord Lanning is the creator of that series, right? Is that his name? Oh, um, well, I know it's developed and published by Oddworld Inhabitants. Now, let me I can look up who founded no, it. I'm just wondering. I, no, no, I was just wondering if he's still attached to that game, if he's still with that series. Because if, if he is, I, I believe that's who created it. If not, I just what uh, did you say? Lord Lanning, that's it. Yeah, that's that's who. That's who founded uh, Oddworld Inhabitants. I just looked it up to be sure. Um, and yeah, Lauren Lanning is currently the president of the company. Uh, Sherry McKenna is the CEO. Nice. That's awesome. It's, yeah, that's that's awesome to see that he's still getting that series done. Good for him and, and his team. That's awesome. 
Yeah, and and like I said, now now it's officially available on every platform that every major platform that that's out right now. It's going to be officially available for all of them. So, Switch was the uh, uh, pun intended odd one out. <laughs> yep. So those are all the big releases that are coming out this week. I know that's uh, it, it's a lot, and wow. it's one of those things where you kind of have to just gloss over it and you could look at each individual game and just you know and that's what we have the everything we know about articles for if you're if you want to know everything about a certain game make sure you uh look at those we're we're covering a lot of those um looking at you know upcoming upcoming news we're gonna have um you know Gungrave gore we're we're gonna be getting one out um to, uh uh, I want to say tomorrow, but it's pre-recorded. Okay, no, uh, November 9th. So whenever this podcast is out, as of November 9th, uh, there'll be another everything we know about on Mega Visions that you can read uh, for Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide. So um, make sure you read that if you want to learn more about uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide, and that that they're doing. Um, they're doing a lot with that one as well in terms of um, moving on from the last game. That's um, cool. My it's it's crazy because both my sons are are really into the Warhammer games. All of a sudden, like Elliot, my oldest son, and Odin, somehow him and his buddy got on like Warhammer Vermintide on Xbox, and they've been playing that, which he probably shouldn't be playing it. Um, uh, but like they're both all excited about this new release so i have to point them uh and send them the link to, to read this uh your 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 uqa on that for sure yeah well actually and that's uh roberto uh neves he wrote that one so okay, cool. yep so yeah robert roberto neves he has that one and then cool, um yep so uh that's the big news uh, i don't know how much we want to go into anything else one cool little thing that we uh learned this week is evil west they went more in depth into some some of what you can expect in that if you're unfamiliar with evil west it is a vampire western um so uh mixing two different genres there um looks really cool and they're gonna have uh, co-op mode so you're going to be able to uh, play through it. You and a friend can both, you know, traverse the West slaying vampires together. Uh, so that'll be that just makes the game that much uh, more exciting. Um, I mean, if you aren't already sold on, you know, being a vampire hunting cowboy, um, now you can do it with a friend. So that should be really cool in Evil West. That just uh, dropped this week in terms of an update on that. And that That's game's cool. coming out. That game's coming out this month. It's coming out November twenty second. So it isn't too long from now that you'll be able to get that. Or I apologize. You know, yeah, it's the twenty second. There's a couple games coming out that day. I would say so if, if you all are interested in in um, vampire westerns, I would heavily suggest uh, American Vampire. Um, it's written by Scott Snyder, who's done a ton of awesome stuff, a lot of Batman uh, stuff. He's a great writer, um, <clears throat> but it's great. It's really cool. Um, but this kind of, as you were telling me about that, I, 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 I've forgotten. And, and Evil West has kind of fallen off my radar with just so many other things coming. But man, I love that 
that whole idea of a, a vampire western that's got my attention for sure I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one yeah definitely um so that's all of uh the major news that we've got so far and there's always there's always something coming every day but yeah so far this week looks stacked in terms of new releases and the the month just looks really good looking forward at some other games coming out this month december doesn't have too much going on but what december does have is going to be pretty awesome um and then there's a ton of stuff coming out next year but we don't have time to cover all that in this in this episode. There's just so much. Uh, we're getting we're, we're we're it looks like we're hitting another uh, another golden era. Uh, real right now we're starting to hit a new golden era for gaming. I think another really nice uh, uh, selection of games that's going to be coming out. Uh, something yeah, for that's everyone. exciting. Yeah, maybe as uh, maybe once we get into December, we can do a uh, kind of preview for next year. Um, as we uh, get closer to the new year, yeah. But there's lots of lots of good stuff on the horizon. Um, speaking of more stuff on the horizon, we can jump into some of our reviews of the week now. Uh, Alicia, do you want to uh, talk us through some of our, our cool reviews that we got dropping on the website? So, uh, like Sam said, we've got a ton of stuff coming out. Um, something that we uh, started doing with... we started with Gotham Knights, we continued it with Bayonetta 3, and then uh, our next edition will be Sonic Frontiers, is our first impressions. Um, so, basically what that is, is that we, whoever it is that's reviewing the game, gets the opportunity to kind of give us their snapshot opinion. They play the game for a couple of hours, and then they tell us what they like or don't like about it, or both. And um, it's been kind of fun, I know for me, when I got to write the Gotham Nice one, it was it was nice to just kind of let the, the ideas free flow um, of what I thought of that game at that particular point in time. I know when I talked to uh, Daniel, who did the Bayonetta 3, he felt the same way. And so we will have the Sonic Frontiers first impressions coming out this week, and we'll find out what Alex thinks about it um, before we get into the major review, because it is a big game. And there's a lot of stuff going on with it. So the review will come out a little bit later. But in order for you guys all to, you know, keep your keep your tummies from grumbling, we give you a little bit of a tidbit, an appetizer. So, um, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, the Gotham Knights uh, review will finally be out. So, <laughs> finally, this game is massive. Um and I haven't even played through the whole thing. I still haven't gotten into the multiplayer part of it yet, or the drop-in, because I have to have somebody who has it to be able to drop in, and I don't have anyone who, who owns it right now, um, besides myself, to be able to do the drop-in stuff. But that game is massive, and the story is extremely expansive. Um, one of the things that they told us before the, it released was that in order to get all of the, really the nuances for everything, you have to play the game with all four characters because they all have their own individual stories and how they react to grief and how they push through their own personal demons and their hardships that they were dealing with before the fall of Batman, before they had to take up the mantle and be the, the protectors of Gotham. And so it's, it's an incredibly told, very well woven story. And um, I appreciate what, 
Warner Brothers Montreal did. I know there was a lot of there was a lot of doubt about how it was going to come together, and I know a lot of people were um, not really willing to give it a chance because they felt that it wasn't Arkham, and it's not. It's not Arkham, and thank God for that. I mean, I love the Arkham series, but this is this is its own beautiful beast, and it should be appreciated for what they had the chance to do. So that full review will finally be coming out <laughs> now that I've made it through all of it. Uh, the chance will also be coming out as soon as I figure out how to actually finish playing that. Uh, <laughs> we also have Tactics Over Reborn, which we talked about before. Uh, it is by Square Enix. And so we look forward to hearing Andy's thoughts on that and how he, he likes it. I know um, he's been talking about it the past couple of days. And so I look forward to seeing what, uh, what he has to say, how the game turns out once it comes out. So uh, something too that we started here at Mega Visions, uh, we call mini reviews. That's not to minimize the game. It just means that it's a it's a bit smaller than these massive triple A's that we have. And so we have uh, Marauders coming out um, that will be played actually on stream on Friday night. We have Trifox, which was played uh, last week. Uh, Torn Away, which I will be playing tomorrow night, Thursday night, and then Gunfire Reborn. So, or sorry, Marauders was played last Friday. Gunfire Reborn will be played this Friday. And so, uh, so we will have those coming out as well. And um, yeah, the week, good Lord, uh, like the 22nd on is just an absolute, no, sorry, the 18th. From the 18th to the end of the month, it's just absolutely crazy. So we will have lots and lots of reviews and content for you all to enjoy as we work our way through the massive amounts of games that are coming out. So... <laughs> It really does feel like they gave us Christmas early, so um, we'll have to see how well some of these play. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We definitely got uh, just a ton of content always going on over on our website, so be sure to check that out. Uh, again, it's www.megavisions.net is where you can go uh, to read all of our awesome reviews and news coverage that the team is turning out every day for all of you, so... Be sure to do that. All right. Yeah, that re recaps the reviews of the week. Holy cow. Lots going on. Let's jump into now what's up at Megavisions. And what we're going to do is just this section is where we're kind of talk more about just the inner stuff that's going on at, at Megavisions. Um, and just to give everyone a kind of an idea of, of, you know, all across what we're doing, but just a little behind the scenes stuff too. And, and especially with the magazine, I, I want to be able to have a, an opportunity to talk more about just the the current production of the magazine and the the state of the magazine with each episode and and kind of give updates as we uh, push towards our our next release. Uh, now, having said that, I know that this this latest issue is is very long delayed. Now, um, it's issue three of Megavisions. Uh, our our new publishing. Uh, window now is in early December, um, but I just do want to kind of be open about uh, the issue and kind of what we have going on at Megavision. So um, as you know, some of our listeners and our readers know, uh, we had, uh, we re did a redesign with issues one and two and everything was going great with that. But in issue two, we just got bogged down um, in the kind of production layout phase. 
Um, and we just ended up making some some changes and turnover on the team and everything. And what ended up happening is I then kind of became uh, the the head kind of uh, person on design layout, which is is actually fun, and I'm I'm excited about it. But it's been a very challenging road for me uh, to get back up to speed uh, on doing the design layout um, for sure. Uh, but I have I've I've done that. Uh, as some of you guys know, I, I don't know um, if I've ever like told a story in, in one of our podcasts before for a while, but I got my start um, in journalism with the Air Force. Uh, and when I did that, I was uh, as staff writer and editor of various base newspapers uh, throughout the United States. Uh, my first one was uh, I was stationed at Malmstrom. Air Force Base in Montana, and then I went to, to Shepard, Air Force Base in Texas, and then from there I went to Guam. And each of those locations, uh, we had base newspapers, and every military installation up until maybe a, a decade or so ago had a base newspaper that would come out like every week. And I was, like I said, I was a staff writer and eventually editors of these newspapers, and we would do all the design and layout ourselves at a weekly newspaper. Um, in addition to that, we took all our own photos. We wrote all our own stories. It was literally like our staff, which is maybe like two or three of us. And we were like really low ranking airmen at this point. Like we, that was like the crappiest job in the public affairs offices, like doing the newspaper. So they'd always make the, the young airmen do it. And it was kind of the way we started in our career anyway. But um, anyway, like, so I have a, a background on of, of design and layout. And so I, I am familiar with, um, doing that, it's just been a while since I've done it and certainly haven't done it to the degree kind of in which we've, um, you know, and that we've been doing it, uh, you know, with Megavisions. But uh, I've been getting a lot of help from Sketchcraft and he's uh, been guiding me and helping me a lot uh, with just giving me tips on on color usage and, and other things like that. He's been a great resource um, and helping me through that. I'm very excited with the way this issue is coming together. We are making uh, some some cool changes to design and and further kind of stylizing it and updating it. Uh, but we're going to go back to that retro aesthetic that we had in the the previous you know issues of Megavisions, which is also going to be uh, very exciting too. So we're going to be able to we've been able to really find a way to update that old design that we did and make it to where I can manage it on a quarterly basis. And I'll be able to basically do all the design layout myself. Um, and so a lot of time has been taken to just basically having to rebuild templates, starting from scratch, basically, um, and doing it all myself and, and working through it all. And I feel like I'm laying a good groundwork for us um, to be able to have you know, these um, pre-built stuff that we can make this, the production of Megavisions much faster going forward. Um, and I'm really excited about doing that. So that's really where we're at right now with Megavisions. Um, I've finished uh, quite a bit of already on uh, our uh, modern reviews. I think all of those are done except maybe one. Um, I finished all of the the preview layouts, which I'm excited about because uh, we mentioned Gungrave before. We're we're getting a a preview of Gungrave in this issue, and holy smokes, this game looks so good! 
and I'm really excited about the layout, just the colors and stuff. It looks awesome. I'm, I think people are really going to like that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on in this issue um, that I think people are going to be very excited about. I think it's going to, I say this with each issue I know, but this is going to be the best one for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so proud of this issue when we get done with it, because uh, it'll be truly the one I've like built from scratch, the, the first one um of with mega visions and everything so um very excited about that so we're done um actually the only bit of content we're waiting on i will say this is we're fitting in uh reviews of bayonetta 3 and sonic frontiers in this issue um and i think uh we've we've already i've already got the layout done on the bayonetta 3 um review and i don't know if i've done the sonic frontiers one yet i don't think i have so I'll get to work on that one this weekend. But anyway, as we get those uh, reviews completed, I'll get that content uh, and and lay it all in, and it'll be very easy for that. So I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm excited. I think uh, I'll be able to get a lot of this done before and after the uh, Thanksgiving break and right before we jump into the, the Christmas holidays for sure. I want to make sure this issue's done and uh, in people's hands in time for Christmas. That's my goal. So that's where we're at. So anyway, um, feel free if, if anyone, you know, listening and stuff, you have any questions about the magazine, I definitely want to talk more about that process, um, about it. So if you have questions about like how we're building it or how I'm designing it, how we're printing it or any of those type of aspects about it, uh, feel free to ask. I'd, I'd love to talk more, um, about, about building Megavisions, the magazine. So, Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at on the magazine. Uh, now let's uh, we'll, we'll shoot it over to Alicia, who is uh, going to talk about some of uh, the stream team stuff we got going on, right? Yep, that's me. So uh, our stream team is now in our second week of our Indie Games Showcase. This is our second event. Our first one was back in June, and it was a it was a huge success. We got to play a lot of really cool games. We had some uh, dev nights where they got to come into the chat and talk to people uh, while we were playing the games. That was really cool. Um, we built some really nice relationships with those devs as well. So that means that we get like exclusive content when some of their uh, updates to their games are coming out and things like that. So, so it's it's just a really cool. It's a really fun event. Um, indie the indie game sector has taken off and it, it's it's blowing up and it's so huge. Now that, but seriously, my list is like gigantic um, of the games that, that are possibilities to be able to play. Um, and so uh, last week we had a, we had a nice uh, week planned for that. We had, oh goodness, I don't remember what we were playing. Um, but this week we have uh, TJ Kitsune played uh, Valis, the Phantom's Soldier Collection last night. Um, I'm not sure how that went because I wasn't actually in there at that time. Um, the Hattie Gamer is playing Sonic Frontiers tomorrow night. It's not an indie game. Um, sometimes there's going to be games that come out during the showcase where we won't be able to uh, have an indie in that particular spot, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I uh, will be taking Torn away, which is a... Um, it's kind of a horror game, uh, <laughs> again. So, um, I know, I, I keep playing horror games. Um, <laughs> so this actually takes place during World War II in a German-occupied 
um, or sorry, Nazi occupied Poland, I believe it is. And it is a story about a, a young girl who is trying to get to her family. And so it's obviously going to be a bit of a, a rough one. Um, but the art style is absolutely amazing. And that's what, what uh, drew me to it is the way that it, it plays out. So I'm looking forward to being able to show that off. And then we finish up the week with Drail playing Gunfire Reborn, which has ironically a cute little fox, which is what Alex played last week was Trifox with a cute little fox. So for some reason, we've got adorable foxes roaming our stream. <laughs> and then uh, I know we'll probably talk about this next week, but just to kind of get it out there so people can start thinking about it next Friday, the 18th, we are going to have a community night on stream. Um, I will be playing Supermassive Games' newest Dark Pictures Anthology chapter, The Devil and Me. And it is a doozy of a game. Um, and uh, like all Supermassive Games that follow this particular formula, there are choices that you can make throughout the gameplay that determine whether the characters live or die. And I've seen this done at, on other streams, and it's always fun. Um, I use that word lately because you are deciding whether or not people live or die. Um, but the community can come out and make some of these decisions for me, with me, um, be involved in the gameplay as we uh, maneuver through that. So uh, the Indie Showcase will continue through the month of November. Each week we will have uh, at least four new indie games coming out for you guys to see. And uh, it will. We we plan to continue this event uh, next year as well, repeatedly. So this is something that's going to be ongoing, and it's it's a heck of a lot of fun, honestly. Um, you never know who's going to show up, and that's what makes makes it a lot of fun. So there's been times that we've just tweeted out, "Hey, we're playing this game," and the devs have popped in. Um, I know that Tornado Jones was playing. Oh, what are the race? racing games last time and he had said something like tweeted it out and the next thing we know i was looking on the list and and there's the there's the developer the head developer of that game was in our was in our chat watching him play and so it's just you never know it's a lot of fun and it's a good way to if you're interested in game development or anything like that to come to these streams when we have the devs in there, because then you can ask some questions. You know, how did you come up with this idea, or what steps did you take to to build this this world in your in your thing? I know uh, the dev team for Aces and Adventures that we played last time, which is a a card based RPG, really really cool game. They were extremely happy to tell people how they built the game from the ground up. And so uh, it's a lot of fun to do that kind of stuff. So please, if you have the opportunity, you know, check out our stream schedule. We are on Twitch four to five nights a week. Just kind of depends on what our schedule looks like. And we love to have people there. So, you know, please come join us. Yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. One, one game, I, I definitely want to join the stream team very soon. And I think the game that I want to jump <laughs> into is... Um, dread delusion um by our friends over at dread xp that game is so much fun Ooh. it's basically like if you mix kingsfield with uh maybe like morrowind that's kind of what you get but it's the the color usage and everything that we're actually going to put i think we're reviewing it in this issue too or maybe a preview um 
but it looks so good. It the, the color we, we played at PAX East. It's it's man, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, as you were talking about the devil and me, it kind of reminded me of it too. So um I just want to <laughs> throw that in there. Um, but um, okay, Marson, can you talk to us about uh what we got going elsewhere over at the socials and other fun stuff? Sure, yeah, I can close it out um, for this podcast with a couple of plugs. Um, for those of you who do not know or haven't been following our website, we do have a newsletter. Um, it is monthly, and if there's a lot of news um, or new updates, um, we push it to bi-monthly, depending on how much uh, information we got to share out for you guys. So uh, on the website, um, you can subscribe to our newsletter, um, we do this through MailChimp, so you'll be getting it through, you know, into your, into your email. It's probably in your promotions section if you have a Gmail. Um, and you can get uh, the latest updates on the magazine. Uh, we show our latest reviews and um, the highlights of the week in terms of news, along with merchandise that we're currently selling, uh, which you can also find on megavisions.net slash shop. Um, in addition to our newsletter, you can follow us on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And yes, we also have a TikTok there for you Gen Zers. Um, that is there. Um, and I'll be sure to be putting more um, content on there as well. Um, and yeah, I think that does it for uh, for the newsletter and social media stuff. Sweet. And I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the show. Uh, man, this is awesome. I'm very excited about the new uh, crew we got going over here on the show. So very, very excited for more things to come on that. So, but before we go, I do want to encourage everyone to check out our Patreon over at www.patreon.com slash megavisions, where you can subscribe for a physical or digital edition of Megavisions magazine. You could get both actually with that physical uh, sub subscription there. Uh, we publish it quarterly. Um, and issue three is shipping soon. I promise you. I promise it is shipping soon. And we have much more uh, that's packed into this issue that I'll be talking about in future episodes. So jump over into the Patreon now so you don't even have to worry about missing out on any future issues. Remember, go to www.patreon.com slash megavisions and subscribe today. And that will officially do it for this week's episode. Thank you all and good night and have a very good and safe week. We'll see you later.